up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the TDM Show. It is early on a Friday morning, just after we watched the PlayStation 5 reveal for an hour and 20 minutes. We're going to talk about that today, but before we do, let me introduce our awesome host we got going with me today. I got Caleb. What's up, man? What's going on, boss? How you doing? Um, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And Matt, how are you doing, brother? Hey, Greg. Um, I think... I'm going to formally take this time before we jump into it to tell you I was right. <laughs> I, th- I think you know what I'm talking about. No, no. Please explain. Uh, Spider-Man sequel. We, we will get into it. But I remember you being pretty firm in saying it's like, no, nah, we, we won't see that. At least for a good bit. On a but technicality, sir, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but let's, so let's get into the show, guys. So, uh, yesterday at uh, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central, and if you're in the mountains, whatever time you got, uh, we got to see the PlayStation 5 reveal, as I said earlier. Um, They started off with something everybody wants to see. Everybody's been anticipating this so much. They all want to see that that, uh, Grand Theft Auto, and we got it. (laughs) Nah. Grand Theft Auto 5. (laughs) on the ps5 next year um so i i think that's pretty interesting um i i wanted to start there once that's that's where they start with the show but two that's this is the first grand theft auto i think the first game um that i can think of off the top of my head that actually spanned three, three generations. generations yeah um what was interesting about it though was it will be free for all PS5 members when it launches in 2021. And if you are currently on the PS4, would they say you get one million in cash? Yeah, something like that. I might download it just to get my million in cash and then delete it. <laughs> now, for the PS5, is that only if you're a part of PlayStation Plus? Or is like that straight up, like, doesn't matter if you have a P- PlayStation 5, you get it? Yes. <laughs> they, they have no specifications were put out there whatsoever um they said all ps5 owners they did not put any i didn't see any asterisk on the screen um i didn't see any qualifiers it was just ps5 owners will all have it when it comes out which is actually really interesting because you know at that point you're going to have a game mm-hmm. so you're taking a game that is sold more than anything else Mm-hmm. humanly possible and you're just like eh, we're done selling it we're gonna give it to these guys for free but like it's a great move on rockstar's part because now in the essentially the drought that possibly is gonna happen just because game delays and everything um and we'll talk about how like some of the dates that we saw what are people gonna be playing one of the only games available that everybody has. Now everybody <laughs> on the PlayStation Five has it. Everybody who gets it, pro- probably year one, is going to have that game. Just yeah. Get. So they're going to make their money on not selling the game, but on um, shark carts and DLC. That's where they're going to make their money. I'm sure they've been making bazillions of dollars off of it. Um, so just continue what's working. Great move on Rockstar's mm-hmm. part. Great move on Sony's part to get in the front door. Um, just like, hey, we're just going to ingratiate you. Welcome to the PlayStation family. Here's a 12-year-old game that everybody has. But, you know, free is free. Yeah. Who's going to turn no? Who's going to say no to a free game? <laughs> yeah, it was it was really smart, especially. And they didn't just say GTA. They were like, you know, we're still partnering with Rockstar moving forward. 
Um, that is our goal. That's our, our plan. So stand by for more Rockstar games, which is really good to know. Yep. And then, Matt, they gave us what you thought we were going to get, what we all thought it was going to be, and then we found out later it's not. They showed off Spider-Man Miles Morales. Insomniac game based off of the hit from 2017 that we all got. Um, everybody's hype. Everybody's excited we get Spider-Man 2. Bump, bump, but don't. It is just an extra DLC. So, um, from the report that I saw on IGN regarding this, it is just going to be more or less an expansion on the game as it gets re-released onto the PS5. Okay. So, still great. Still happy to see they're working on that. Um, have you guys seen... First off, the footage of, of, of that game looks... Phenomenal. It's Spider-Man, but it yes. just looks amazing. Yes. I, I I don't know. I think Caleb and I, we were talking with some other friends, and just even outside of everything they showed us, it's just so crazy how the graphics are and look uh, when it was showing us like what the PS5 looks like running real time. Um, and I, I, I honestly have a very limited vocabulary to express how excited I am for this. <laughs> so I'll just say, wow, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, there was um, a lot of love for the game, for the appearance on Twitter. Um, the, the I think my favorite, if I can pull it up here. Are you about to uh, shout out to all the black employees at Insomniac? That was my favorite tweet. Yes. <laughs> Giving Miles a hairline. That, that was a tweet. Yeah. That's hilarious. I didn't see that tweet, but that's great. Let's stop here. Uh, and then my favorite tweet uh, or comment in that tweet thread, though, was Miles went from I'd love to take your daughter out on a splendid trip to, to the movies to you'll see her when you see her. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's just it's absolutely phenomenal how well that uh, this looks and everything about it. So I'm excited to see that game. I cannot wait till we get that in 2021. So I have a quick question regarding the whole Spider-Man thing, because it, it's been um, a topic that has come up more than once that I've seen from people online um, regarding his dad. And I know a lot of people are like in the comics, his dad is a cop and a lot of people are just like, they should just like, have him have a job change or whatever. Do you guys care about that at all? No, I think it needs to stay. I think, I think that's an important that's an important part of Miles's identity, um, mm -hmm. because they talk about um, issues of his dad being a cop, um, mm -hmm. and him being black, and his dad being a black cop in the comics. So, changing it for the sake of changing it doesn't suit the purpose. Now, if they now, what I think is better to do is just address the issues, like up front. Just be like, let's let's talk about these issues that plague the black community, and like that's one of the that's one of the things I love about Miles Morales as, as, as Spider Man is that they don't shy away from him just being a superhero kid. Um, mm -hmm. That it, it doesn't make him immune to the effects of just being a black kid in New York City. Um, it's he's still a black kid in New York City, um, and technically he's mixed with Hispanic, right? Yeah. Yeah. So all of that is part of that. All of that is the makeup of who Miles is. They shouldn't change that at all. If, they, if anything, they should lean into it more and talk mm -hmm. about his struggles with it. 
that yeah. that's my perspective from a comic book yeah, fan no, no, no. I, and a game fan. I, I agree. I agree 110. percent I don't know if you had any thoughts on that, Greg. Uh, I'm trying to struggle and wake up, but uh, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. Uh, I think um, I think it's key to remember that this is th that comic books are always evolving and changing. Um, to some degree, I do believe that they should maintain the in integrity of the original story itself and just build off of it. Um, normally, I would say expect change and don't worry if they don't. Don't worry if they do. But with this one, I think you're right. I think they need to keep it with his dad's a cop and, and like Caleb said, expand upon the struggles um, that he encounters as as the son of a cop who is black himself and his father so I, th I think that'd be that's really important especially in this age to try and maybe build off it and build some empathy for for people to realize and be able to to see um so we can see it from both lights i don't think any one side's wrong i think it'd be great to see both but we're just the players we're not the developers so we'll see when it comes out and hopefully regardless of how they do it it'll be amazing you think because of like how recently this got announced and like how recently things have happened do you think there'll be any sort of like lockdown talk in relation to like covid and since this is this is in new york after all uh i don't i think i think this whole this whole year not just for um entertainment but just in general his historical value will be a year that you don't want to talk about um not because we shouldn't but because it is so taxing on so many different people um i mean and it's not just us in this country but in the entire world and i think it's it's going to be one of those things there might be specifics that we talk about um that we do engage upon as the blm movement i think is integral to uh, speak upon. I think that's something that will carry throughout history and carry throughout um, other entertainment. But I think adding that quarantine effect, the lockdown of people being stuck in their homes to any sort of entertainment might make it a little uncomfortable um, for people to watch because it is, it, it's a time that it, it's just, it's uncertainty and yeah. it's uncomfortable and it's, it's not exactly something you want to talk about. I personally think it's going to go the other way. I think in the next five years, we'll see so much reference to in different ways. I think we'll we'll see indie games that relate to like living in a lockdown. I think games like Division will probably become more popular, um, but we'll see. I just I, it it it'd be interesting to see the historical effects. But getting back to the PlayStation talk, um, besides Spider Man, they also talked about some more PlayStation exclusives dropping. Uh, yeah, so if that. they followed Spider-Man up with what every console launch needs, a racing game. Yep. <laughs> Gran, Gran Turismo 7. Um, every console launch always has a racing game. It's, it's important to that console because you can actually show off the capabilities of the console in its early stages um, to the best potential. And oh, Malanta, does this one do it. Um, I showed my wife about 30 seconds of the gameplay footage and she, even she, who is not like a graphical person was like, holy crap, that looks good. Um, it, it is absolutely phenomenal the way they did this. Yeah. Um, 
I've never seen a racing game look this good. That's that's a tall task to say, but like I'll be perfectly honest. I've never seen a racing game look this good. I've never seen a game look this good. Um, mm-hmm. And like they talked about, you could tell the differences between the kinds of leather you could put in your Porsche Cayenne 19, 918. <laughs> what? It's a video game. I'm never going <laughs> to sit inside the Porsche, like the inside and feel whether it's like real calf leather versus full calf leather. You say that before night is a thing. Yeah, oh boy, you're, <laughs> not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But the tech spec, this is again, a massive tech spec. They put all the power into this thing and said, let's go. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're just like, run it. Just just run it, guys. Run it. Yeah, and I mean, they started the entire showcase off with saying everything you're about to see is captured on a PS5. So none of this was captured on a PC. It's all on a PS5 dev kit. Yes. And some of it, um, I was reading an article, some of the developers actually took in-game footage so essentially gameplay and then made it into a cinematic trailer, which I thought was impressive because usually it's easier to go the other way around, make the cinematic trailer, and then, you know, you make some references to actual gameplay. But for, for um, them to have actual in-game footage um, and then turn that into a cinematic trailer, uh, the one that um, was specifically mentioned is the Aliens Ripley uh, Space Gun Lady. I can't remember the name of the the, the game. Uh, Returnal. Yeah, Returnal. Okay, that's a that's someone needs to go back to the marketing team and change that. But uh, Returnal has actual in-game footage, not even in-game footage. It's actually gameplay that's been turned into a cinematic footage. So I was super impressed by like the willingness for developers to be like, "Oh yeah, we're here and we're here to play." Mm-hmm. And I also think it speaks to like Sony's willingness to like, hey, yo, have these dev kits do with it what you will and go crazy. And these developers truly went crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, well, also, I don't know if you knew this, but um, this la- this reveal was so tight lipped from Sony and they didn't want to talk about it that developers didn't know it was happening until like when they announced the original date of it. That's hilarious. So, like, that that is absolutely phenomenal. Like, developers, from my understanding, actually had to get stuff together to throw into this thing because they no, Sony did not want any of this to leak. And I'm mm. so glad none of it leaked. So, yeah. um, perfect. So, let's let's talk about Returnal real quick because you kind of mentioned that, Caleb. So, we're going to jump down to there. Uh, it's from Housemark. Um, the description I have here is it follows a lone female astronaut forced to review, rel- relive an endless cycle consisting of her crash to an alien planet and eventual death. It, it's, it was a really interesting trailer um, mm-hmm. just because it kept, it gave you the synopsis more or less of what the game is going to be about, about how she kept dying and when she would die and she'd wake up and something would change. Mm-hmm. Um, she would, eventually she was talking about how the planet is starting to become herself mm-hmm. she's losing her mind like it's almost like this game is gonna play off of Groundhog um, Day. I, I don't I don't want to like yes Groundhog Day but like that that mental feeling of how you can't keep up with things sometimes for me that, it was like it was like a darker more action-packed version of uh 
um, Death Stranding. Because when you die, uh, the game isn't like it's not like game over. Like you just descend further and further into darkness. Yeah, yeah, I got that that uh, Death Stranding vibe as well from all the walking that she was doing. It's <laughs> <laughs> so much walking. <laughs> what did you think of Returnal, Matt? It's one of those things that I saw it. Um, and at that point I was kind of like transitioning to how I was watching the presentation I was watching on my phone and then I set up my laptop to watch it. And I mean, yes, the trailer looked interesting to me, but it's one of those things that's like, all right, cool. Someone's excited for it. Not me. (laughs) So kudos to whoever's going to play this. And I think, I think that's key to this entire event they did is that there were so many games that they showed off that there is something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Regardless of who you are, what you like to play, every single type of gamer has a game in this this uh, reveal. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, I'm so glad you say that because they pulled some stuff out of the woodworks that I was just like, yo, I never would have thought that they would have come out swinging with this. Like and the I'm... new Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart? That looks amazing. Ooh, yeah. I haven't played a Ratchet and Clank yeah. game in years, and I want that. I don't know if that's what you're leading up to, Matt, but that's what I'm taking it as. Yeah, so it's, again, another a beautiful-looking game. Absolutely stunning-looking. Um, building off the 2016 game that came out from Insomniac on the PS4 that had that horrible movie adaptation to it as well. <laughs> yeah. We won't talk about that. <laughs> no, we won't. You can go watch it if you want, but I'm not going to. Um, yeah, it, it's, again, like... St- I, I Every single one of these... these games we talk about, I'm going to say the same thing. Looked mm-hmm. absolutely stunning. Again, every single one of them looks stunning in their own way, but this, like, I, I'm pretty sure I could pet Ratchet in this, and I could feel his fur from what it looks mm-hmm. like. Right. like I, it's, it's ridiculous. So, I was watching the uh, um, the GameSpot breakdown, like, as they were talking about it, and I think in all of the hype, you forget that, like, the whole point of this is that they're you're able to instantaneously go from world to world and a lot of those assets loaded extremely fast for going from world to world instantaneously and i think that's what i'm most excited about um going into this game that i, I again very limited vocabulary wow <laughs> <laughs> that's funny uh, Did you guys play the... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Caleb. I was going to say, one of the things that I liked the most about it was, like, it's not just you transforming from world to world. It's, like, you pulling the world into you. And it was, like, this one particular scene, uh, like, Ratchet just pops up, right? And then a homie pops up on, like, another part of the world, but there's this rift in between that. And he just yanks himself through the world, and he's right in front of the dude, and he's going, ham. I'm just like, oh, yes. This is what I'm here for. This is the kind of content I came for. And like you said, it loaded like that. No glitches, no frame drops, no nada. Of course, that could have been cinematic. It looked like gameplay to me. Uh, Twitter can say whatever whatever it wants. It looked like gameplay to me. I'm sure it was like a vertical slice of gameplay, but it was gameplay. Um, And it was so smooth. I got that same feel out of that. That was the gameplay itself. Um, and then it went all the way through them fighting. I, I can't remember what they were calling them. Um, but I remember them calling, oh, my God, you're my heroes. I remember that specifically. <laughs> and then he jumped, 
he jumped through an entirely different rift and just disappeared into the, the void. Um, and then so yeah, Lady, that... Lady Ratchet popped up at the very end. I'm like, okay, this is new. With the blue fur mm. or purple fur, whatever she was doing. It was gray on my phone. Oh, well, it looked purple it on my screen. Um, it could have been. I don't maybe... know where you got purple, but. <laughs> it looked purplish on my screen. Maybe my screen is tinted or I'm going blind. One of the two. Either way, uh, new characters. Like for the first time, it's not just Ratchet and Clank. Um, so we're getting a new because I've as, as far as I've played the games, I don't remember anyone else from Ratchet's race being around. So there was one other one. I know there was another Lombat. <clears throat> um, I just can't remember from when what game it was. Well, it'd be twenty sixteen one. It'd be exciting to just have new characters to explore with. Hopefully, we get to explore with them. But you know, just the the prospect of having Ratchet and Clank back. Again, mm-hmm. a PlayStation staple um, in 2021 is super exciting. So I wonder, because at least with the trailer they gave us towards the end, obviously there's um, the separation from Ratchet and Clank. So I wonder, like, how, like, so obviously it seems like you might be playing with this uh, new character. I wonder how different the play style would be between um, these two variations that we'll possibly get. Yeah, that's a good call. I didn't even think about that one. Yeah, uh, hmm, we'll see. So, um, they followed Ratchet and Clank up with a logo that I as near and dear to my heart popped up on the screen. It said Square Enix. Mm-hmm. I got really excited. And then Square Enix do what they always do. They show off a pretty interesting game trailer, and then they name it with a project name and not an actual daggone <laughs> title. <laughs> so, Project Athea is apparently a new IP... Um, featuring a matter-bending, gravity-defying sorceress being developed exclusively for the PS5. Mm. What's interesting about this is, have you guys seen the stuff that's been going on with like Twitter and the, the speculation around this title? No. Mm-hmm. So there are actual, um, what it looks like to be assets, but could be just whatever, but it looks like part of the landscape from Final Fantasy Fifteen. This is the same team that worked on Final Fantasy XV. Hmm. It has the clothing of, of the character is very reminiscent of kind of Noctis and his party. Um, it, it, that was the first thing I got of it as well. Was wow, this yeah. is this might be a fifteen sequel. Is this Final Fantasy sixteen? Yeah, they didn't tell uh, us. I, I was just going to say, I, I remember saw Square Enix, saw everything that, w- that was going on, and I was just like, literally the first instinct was like, oh, another Final Fantasy game. <laughs> but You know what? I don't know hey. how I missed all of that, but I totally missed all of that. I, I legitimately just like, oh, okay, so this is another opportunity to launch new IP. Uh, this is going to be Tomb Raider-esque. Uh, Square Enix, that popped up, so my mind went to... Tomb Raider, new Tomb Raider, um, fantasy, fantasy Tomb Raider, uh, but hearing what you guys have just said, Final Fantasy makes the most sense. The only con- conflict with that is they're calling it a new IP. <clears throat> so if it's a new IP, it's a truly new IP. It cannot be Final Fantasy. Exactly. But if it's stealing all the assets, or I'm sorry, not stealing because they own them. If it's using the assets, 
from Final Fantasy 15. Can you just make this a sequel, please? Dear little baby Jesus, come on. <laughs> give me give me that next Final Fantasy. <clears throat> and, uh, um, would, would, would a ten would a Final Fantasy 15 two technically be a new IP? No. Oh, okay. Because new IP um, is an intellectual totally, property. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a whole new, brand new um, thing, something we've never seen before. Next, we got another smaller any game from, or I don't know if it's going to be any game, rather, but it's uh, from Annapurna, um, Stray. Do you guys remember this one? They, it didn't really show off much. This was that one where everybody was robots, um, and it kind of had that one, it looked like a barbershop. Dude was, mm. I think I missed that. Had a screwdriver in his head, and you were following this cat with a yep. backpack along. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, what, what is that? The ghost cat? That one? Yes. Okay. Uh, look, cat with a backpack. I don't know what the game is, but I'm probably going to be in at that level. Mm-hmm. It's just it's, why not? I don't have much to say about that one. It didn't stick out too too much, short of the cat with the backpack, and that one scene, like I say, with the dude screwdriver and robot's head twisting mm-hmm. it. Yeah, um, they didn't want some memorable to me either. Something they did pull out, though, that I was not expecting, and I was trying to figure this out as they were showing it off, because they did that whole, like, Tony the Tiger outfit, showing it off. He's slowly showing yes. stripes. Yes, this is actually what I was referencing <clears throat> earlier when you switched to Ratchet and Clank. Look, Ratchet and Clank's better, in my opinion. Anyway. I, I know, I know. But, but yeah, like, I was trying to figure out what this game was as it was, like, showing off Tony the Tiger, and I was like, why... Why is this a weird-looking Crash Bandicoot? This is so <laughs> awkward. And then it showed the face, and you're like, yo, that's Sackboy. Yes. We get another little big planet, and they were like, skirt, skirt. Nope. You get Sackboy's adventure. <clears throat> Sackboy, a big adventure, rather. Yeah. I'm, and honestly, I, I cannot lie to you guys on this podcast after we swore on the Holy Gaming Bible before doing every episode. Uh, I was ecstatic when I saw that because at first I was like, "Oh, are we getting an an uh, LBP four? Because that I would absolutely love that. I love the Little Big Planet games. Um, but then I saw Sackboy Adventures and I was like, "Okay, that's still really cool." So I wonder if it's going to be in the same vein of how they treated rabbits ab- rabbits after they pulled them from Rayman and gave them their, their own entity because that would be so sick and I would just love this franchise. Surrounding Sackboy outside of Little Big Planet. Uh, honestly, I was way more excited about this than I had any business being excited about this. I popped popped up <laughs> on my screen. I was like, "Oh yeah, we're in the game. Oh, we're we're, we're in the yeah. game. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah." <laughs> yeah. See, honestly, my experience with Little Big Planet was um, when they gave it to us for free when we had the 2011 PSN crash, and they're like, "Pick some games." Mm. I picked Little Big Planet. I barely played it. I don't know much about it. I'm not a huge Little Big Planet fan, but again, this game looked phenomenal graphically. So <clears throat> I I like games that have that huge um, array of different colors, kind of really poppy, bright, colorful style of games. Um, this one is definitely something that's on my radar. I'm not going to say I'm going to pick it up, but I'm going to say I'm going to look at it. <laughs> Um, next now, keep in mind, gentlemen, as we talk about these, please jump in if I don't have uh, correct information, because I was watching this while working. Um, Mm -hmm. multitasking is hard. I did the best I could. I didn't get to hear anything that was said. I just saw pretty pictures and flashing lights. Yeah. Um, but I have destruction all-stars in this. 
Yeah, this that, is the- that is, looks like uh, what is that car soccer game? <clears throat> Rocket League. It looks like Rocket yeah. League meets Fortnite. That's like the best way I could describe it. Okay, I remember this one then. Yeah, that this is when they showed off like the two versing teams, and at first I thought mm-hmm. it was gonna be like a Splatoon thing. Yeah, and and then it started showing off cars. Okay, that that makes sense. Now I know yeah. where we're at. It looks. I mean, it looks good. Am I gonna play it? No. It looks yeah. good, but I'm, I'm, I'm probably not gonna not gonna play it. Just be <clears> honest. I was like, honestly, because I, I had the same thought. I saw that, and I was just like, oh, are they branching out for Rocket League? Is that what they're doing now? You can actually race um, with cars and not just play soccer. But I, if I wanted to do something like that, I would literally just go get one of those old school Hot Wheels games for PC and I'd plop it in. <laughs> See, the dis- description I'm getting here is uh, title mixes the vehicular destruction fun of classic series like Twisted Metal and Vigilante 8 with charming assortment of character customization of Fortnite so you got me at the Vigilante stuff vehicle stuff and you lost me at Fortnite so I don't know where I'm going to stand on this title again it looks pretty it pops um, but I, I don't know that I want that Again, there's yeah. something for everyone that out yeah. of this conference. Yep. So that, that's a good thing. Exactly. <clears throat> something for everyone. This just might not be it for me. Something uh, I am intrigued. About. Oh, go ahead, Caleb. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna. So something I am intrigued about was what followed it up. Uh, Kenya Bridge of Spirits. Do you guys remember this one? Uh, uh, this no. Is the one that I kind of it kind of spaced out for me. Uh, this was the point where I was like, okay, when are we gonna get to the good stuff? So I tuned this one out a little bit. But according to their um. According to the PlayStation blog website, um, Kenya Bridge Spirits uh, is from Indie Studios Ember Labs. Um, it looks cool. It looks like when I was thinking about it, it's like um, Baby Aloy meets um, Pikmin because you're going around the world collecting these little these little sprites that are helping you build things or revive the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks really, really cool. Um, looks like a like a fun little adventure game, um, but it's got yeah, the, was, it's got the aesthetics of like Coco. That's that, that was like, the same kind of vibes I had. Was that Pikmin Horizon kind of feel to it? Yep. Um, and it, it kind of had the little what made me think of the little dust guys in uh, My Neighbor Totoro. Yep. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was, I, I'm in on this one. I want to see more gameplay footage before I fully commit. Um, but this is something that looks pretty interesting. Um, I, I don't know where you guys are going to be on this one. I know where I stand. Uh, goodbye, Volcano Hide. Remember this one? Nope. This was the dinosaur one where it looked like a high school drama. Oh yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah. This might be something I get for my sister, but. Uh... It looks like a weird anime that I've already watched and kind of forgotten a long time ago. So I don't stand anywhere on this. It, it, it's honestly when I was watching it, uh, for some reason, it gave me uh, one of those weird uh, vibes of like um, uh, Life is Strange, like watching it. And not to say it's going to be anything like Life is Strange, but it, it's more the fact it's like it, it intrigued me enough. But not enough to buy it, so I'll just wait till like one day where it's just like, oh, here's a free game of the month, and I'll go ahead and download and play it then. Yeah, it looked like um, a, a game that that focused on the trials and tribulations of high school mm-hmm. for all kinds of different party members. Um, I mean, they they showed off 
band. They showed off. Um, it, it was, if I'm not mistaken, it looked like it was mostly females as the main characters, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't get that a lot. We are seeing it being more prevalent now. Um, but that that was really cool. Looks like it has some of the LGBTQ community kind of vibe based into that as well. Like that might be a trial and tribulation of one of the characters. Mm. Um, so it, it looks like it kind of it builds off everything that people experience in high school and gives you that. Not a game for me. It, it's not a game that graphically would appeal to me or the gameplay style. I didn't play Life is Strange. It's not something that, that interests me. But again, something for everybody in this showcase. Um, yeah. Something that was odd that we saw in this was... Mm, I see uh, what you did there. I like it. Odd, I like odd, it. Odd World Soulstorm. Um, have you guys ever played any Odd World games? I played the first uh, one. I, I don't think so. When you say the first one, Caleb, you're talking like the one that came out in 1998? Yes. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I've, <laughs> I've, I've played that one. I played... The, a, just like a level of the bounty hunter one um, and that's it again this game looks gorgeous um, the premise of this game that I, that I caught from the trailer was you're Abe, you're once again supposed to be the savior of your people um, <clears throat> the enemy aliens are coming in more or less trying to poison you and contaminate you and change your mind and then they're feeding you stuff that's killing you and you have to go and teach your people not to do the stupid crap. Um, that that's the vibe I got from it. Am I? Do you guys get something similar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I will say, watching it, it it took me a while to like get invested. In like, okay, this is something I can get behind. This is something that I would actively want to play. But like watching it unfold, um, I think it'll be interesting. It'll be it'll be one of those things. Like I I'd have to like push myself outside of like not necessarily comfort zone of like wanting to go play it. But I'd have to it take extra, extra convincing for myself to be like, oh, I'm gonna go out and get this. Yeah, I'm um, I'm same way. Um, they follow that up with Ghostwire Tokyo, which they actually showed off, I think, last year at E3. Um, they gave us a glimpse of, and they showed us more this time. This was, do you remember this one, Caleb? Kind of looking yeah. like you're thinking about it. Yeah. So Ghostwire Tokyo <laughs> looks like something from a few years ago that's evolved and grown into this um i like it i like the aesthetics of it i don't know if i'll like the story of it um but the gameplay looks intriguing though like to me um the fact that you're essentially like this you're you're, you're basically trying to like ward off the evil spirits that are essentially trying to take over tokyo it looks cool to me um it's eerie to see like downtown tokyo completely empty um but it's kind of the most realistically visualized version of downtown tokyo we've ever seen um closest we've gotten to, to this before is probably something in the in the yakuza franchise but this looks next level like i'm looking at one of the pictures right now um and it just looks stunning if the game looks anything like what we're seeing in these trailers or even in these pictures which again it should because all of this was captured on a playstation 5 uh my mind is blown by the visuals of this game will i play it we'll see like i want to see more of it but like and right now this is kind of in the maybe category for me this was this unless i'm wrong this looked like adult yokai watch right yes that's i, I couldn't put the words to it there you go 
Okay. Yeah, I, that's that's kind of what I got. It looks it looks really interesting. Um, I'm a big baby. I don't play scary games. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> so uh, we shall see. Uh, I still will never forget my first time playing Resident Evil and my last time playing Resident Evil. Mm. <clears throat> um, Speaking of Resident Evil, you know, let's let's get into that one. Yeah. I missed this, this this reveal. I didn't. I got to see the <clears throat> title. I didn't say anything else. So why don't you, gentlemen, explain this one for me? Um, and honestly, I missed a good chunk of it because I, I stepped away from the presentation. I came back and um, I had saw towards the end of this reveal. Um, and I think the big thing is that they, they threw Chris in there, but it seems like he's going to be playing more of an antagonistic role in this. Well, we don't and... know. Like, here's my thing. It's called The Village Resident Evil... Um... I don't know what the full title is. It was like Resident Evil The Village. Is that what what it's called? Resident Evil 8 The Village. Yeah, something like that. So for me, when I saw it, I'm like, okay, I can't tell if he's supposed to be the bad guy or if he's an anti-hero. Because Resident Evil has a history of, like, placing characters all over the spectrum. Like, on the bad of the bad, we have Wesker, who's just who wants to watch the world burn. Uh, but we've had characters like Veronica kind of, like, sway. Um, so I don't know where Chris Redfield stands in this, but he's old. Like it's old man Chris. He's not like he's not young stars captain anymore. This is old man Chris, and he's laying bodies out. Um, it'd be interesting to go up against him. It'd be interesting to find out what led him to this point. I'm wondering: Are we getting back to Resident Evil Four? Limited ammo, scare around each corner, or are we more Resident Evil Five and Resident Evil Six? Action adventure based run them over zombie horde type resident evil well did you play seven caleb i did not play seven so i did not play seven either um but seven for my understanding was more or less for first person so it was limited ammunition all in first person mode kind of like they did in five um but you you didn't just have it, it, an array of ammo everywhere you went you had to actually limit what you were doing so i think they're building off of that. It kind of had that vibe, especially with the title, because it's also the same style reveal they did with um, Bio Resident Evil Seven Biohazard. Yep. Where they revealed a title, and they showed you that it was Resident Evil. Yeah. So the full title is just called Resident Evil Village. I'm not sure if it's Resident Evil Eight. Like usually, if it's a if it's a numbered sequel, the number would be in there. But on PlayStationBlog.com yeah. or Blog.PlayStation.com, it just says. Fear surrounds you in Resident Evil Village, coming in P coming to PS5 in 2021. Now, yes, but that's how they get you. Yeah, um, that that's what they've been doing recently because Village has V I L L, which in uh, Roman mirror is eight. Yes, that that's how they they've been fighting. Smart. Yeah, the, the one company that's figured out how to um, make the number game fun. Whereas you have THQ who likes to rename with the most ridiculous things. <laughs> it's better than anything Kingdom Hearts is doing. Mm, yeah, we're not going to talk about the name scheme there. <laughs> oh, 3, 5, man. 8 divided by 6 multiplied by 7 hearts. Um, and then, did I, again, I missed this one. Did you guys see Jet? The Far uh, Shore? Which, which I might have, but I don't remember it. I don't remember it either. It's um, an eerie world awaits in the stunning narrative uh, uh, adventure from the makers of Super Brothers: Sword and Sorcery. Find out more about this mysterious title. Like I, I don't, I don't remember this title at all. 
I don't. Uh, let me look it up. Okay, so yeah, no, I don't remember anything <clears throat> about this one. All right, so you look it up. Uh, we're gonna go into the next one while you're looking that up, Caleb. Uh, Godfall. Got I've got it pulled up because I want to talk, talk about Godfall. So Jet looks like a bunch <laughs> of uh, migrant um, nomads in hats. Um, it looks like another adventure game in the spirit of uh, Journey, but uh, yeah, it looks like a, like a Journey type game where you explore the world. Um, again, co-creator sheds light on interstellar action adventure from Super Super Brothers and Pine Scented, with the breathtaking score by Sintif. S C N T F C. I can't spell or read, so that's do what you will with that. Um, it's a cinematic action adventure that invites you to embark on an interstellar trip, carve out the future of your people haunted by oblivion while sk skimming over an ocean of music and 3D sound. So it's Journey in Space. Journey uh. meets Death Stranding? Uh, yeah, it's like, more like, yeah, like Journey meets so... Death Stranding, or more like Journey meets, uh, what's that one space game, the the, the one where they died after like a month and then came back to No Man's later. Sky? Yeah, it's Journey meets No Man's Sky. There you go. That's how what mm -hmm. the same English works. I don't know. So, like, looking at this, looking at some of the screenshots that they have from it, um, I don't know why, but, but it just gives me, um, kind of the vibes of, or the same art style as, uh, Ori. The Will of the Wisps. Um, obviously, it's not going to play like that with a big No Man's Sky. Hopefully, we don't have to plant a tree and come back to see it grow later. Um, but I am mildly intrigued by this. I don't remember seeing it, but again, if it's something that ends up in PlayStation Plus as a free game of the month, I will download it. And that's what I was I was going to say is like if it pops up for free or heavily discounted under five dollars, I'll I'll buy it. I'm assuming this is going to be like a twenty to forty dollar game when it releases. Anyway, um, it is listed underneath the quote-unquote indie section, um, so we'll see. And it is coming out holiday twenty twenty. Yep. So it's probably going to be a launch game again, guys. As you're listening, we're not dogging anybody saying we're not going to get it. We're just that's just our preference. We don't know enough about the game at this point to give a hundred percent on some of these smaller titles. Um, so we're just giving our opinion based off what we saw. Uh, but let's follow that up with something that sounds like we're excited for, Godfall. Yeah. Uh, given to us by Gearbox, the same team that does Borderlands. Yep. Um, this game, like, when they showed it off, what was it, Game Awards last year? Yep. I was, I was like, okay, that's whatever. And they showed this. I'm hyped for it. It mm. looks like um, an isometric kind of... Uh, uh, Diablo-style hack-and-slash give it to them, get new armor, change your appearance, customize your character, just run in and just murk people all day. Yeah, so it's actually, so it's published by Gearbox, but it looks like it's developed by the team at Counterplay Games. Um, so Godfall is um, a hack and slash game mixed with a looter shooter, which makes sense because Gearbox um, kind of originated, if you can see right up there, that's the Borderlands 3 Collection Edition. They are the, the OGs of the looter shooter genre. Like Borderlands 1 is probably the first looter shooter that I remember playing. Greg, you're uh, you're a more experienced gamer than I am. Can you predate any real looter shooters before Borderlands? Diablo. That's not a looter shooter. That's a that's yeah. 
Look, when when they announced Borderlands, I was hyped for that game. I didn't play it because I didn't like the art style. But um, okay. but they referenced it. I will never forget reading that issue of Game Informer, and they said this is going to be a shooting game taking from the Diablo. Diablo. Where, yeah, where you get you get random weapons, and they could be the same weapon, but they could have different stats, um, different abilities, and that's kind of where it comes from. Um, but yeah, the looter shooter, same kind of style. Like I'm, yeah. That's so, that's my cup of tea. I'm super into that right now. Matter of fact, I'm 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 playing Diablo um, more than I'm playing Call of Duty or any other game in my in my in in my entire library. Um, so Godfall, um, you'll be able to master five weapon classes, unlock various vapor plates. Sorry, those are valor plates. I apologize. The the, the writing is small and my glasses are dirty. Also, I can't read. I don't know if I've told you that. But <laughs> Valor plates are essentially your armor, and they're legendary through epic and exotics. Um, and they change your look and playstyle drastically. So your weapon changes your playstyle as well as your Valor plates. So it's going to be this amazing dance of you've got this super dope weapon, and, but it doesn't necessarily match your Valor plate. So you've got to like maybe like fight with the weapon until you can get a matching piece. I'm excited to see it. But um, that's going to be out holiday. Actually, it doesn't have a date. But it looks super exciting to me. I'm super into Destiny right now. I'm super into Diablo right now. Um, I'm waiting for Diablo to drop on mobile. I'm waiting for Diablo 4. Um, so Godfall fits right into where I want. Um, if I'm not mistaken, when they showed this off, it was holiday 2020. <clears throat> So I think this is a launch game. Yep, it is a launch game. It actually says it will make its console debut on PS5 and launches on PC this holiday. Uh, it will launch on the Epic Game Store. So, what no that's worth. Yeah, it, for whatever that's worth, um, if you have it on PC, I'm wondering if it's going to be crossplay. That's the only question I haven't had answered yet. I uh, doubt it, but Epic Game Store, Fortnite, crossplay. Godfall, Epic Game Store, PlayStation, possible cosplay? We'll see. That'd be interesting. It'd be good to see. Um, <clears throat> this next little stretch I didn't have much interest in. Um, there's a couple games in here that kind of either I was busy and couldn't see them all or I just got bits and pieces and didn't really like what I saw. But first off, we have Solar Ash. Um, again, another Annapurna game coming from the same team, the creators that did Hyper Light Drifter. Do you guys remember this title? Nope. Vaguely. So this was the, the the part of this title that kind of stuck out to me. It looks a lot like Hyper Light Drifter as far as artwork style, um, but it had that scene that looked like it, it was. It looks like a game where you play the intro and then you get the title screen, and it had and that's what they kind of showed off. Like you had the title screen where your main character was upside down looking into the abyss, and then like a dragon came by, and this title screen disappeared, and she jumped down onto that dragon. Or the character, I don't know if it was a male or female. Um, but it jumped down onto the dragon, and it carried on. Cool looking art style. Again, I didn't play much of Hyper Late Drifter. I think I picked that up at a discount or for free. I don't know if this is something I'm going to play. I think, I think I'm out on this one. Mostly because... The things that are in my current library that I want to play, upcoming that I want to play, this one doesn't like it doesn't crack the top 100. So yeah, I'm, pro I'm probably out on this one. 
a lot of these titles seem like, okay, cool, you finished the big title for launch that you wanted to play, check something else out. Um, yeah. for, for gamers like us who play primarily AAA titles. Exactly. Now, again, there are, we want to stress this. Just because we're talking about it in this light does not mean it's not a good game. Does not mean it's not an interesting game. It just means that for this particular crowd, the TDM show hosts, it's not our cup of tea. But it might be yours. And if it is, be sure to let us know over on Twitter at what is it, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> the TDM show. Cool. That should be our new Twitter. Our, let us know over at Twitter at what is it, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> at the TDM show so we can discuss it more. We like I really want to discuss some of these games that I'm not interested in with people who are, so I can yeah. maybe grow in my knowledge base and understanding of some of these games that are just not in my repertoire. But moving on, Greg. Um, then we showed off again another one that I wasn't interested in because I think I've talked many times. I don't like stealth games because I suck at stealth. Mm, mm. I think this one I'm in. Yeah, I'm in this one. Let's go. Hit, Hitman Three. Yes. Go. So go ahead, Caleb. Go ahead, Caleb. Finally, so this is again. This is going to be essentially the conclusion of the um, Hitman trilogy. Um, even though like the Hitman trilogy is already a, like a thing. Um, this is the conclusion. Agent 47 is back, but he's being hunted. If you guys ever played um, Splinter Cell Conviction, I believe is the, is the name of it, where um, Sam is being hunted by the agencies he worked for, it feels something like that. Um, the good guy, the hero, the one who was basically like propped up the organization is now being hunted by that same organization. The only problem is he was always the very best and was kind of the one um, like Neo. So they're probably going to lose. Um, they're foreshadowing his death. The, I mean, literally the tagline is death approaches holiday 2021. Um, so they're, they're foreshadowing the death of Agent 47. He supposedly died many times over. So it could be just, again, a play on words. It, it, he could actually die at the end of this, or it could just mean the death of the organization. That's essentially the same thing that happened in Splinter Cell Conviction. I know these two studios aren't together. I know these two games are worlds apart, but they have kind of had similar releases and similar storylines. It looks like it's going to be stealth-based, but from what I'm reading is you're going to have some more action and adventure to it as well. So it's not like the previous Hitman, especially Hitman 1, if you were spotted, it was game over. Uh, assuming like if, you, if things go loud, you just have an opportunity to mow people down. Um, so I'm excited for this. I'm excited for Hitman. Um, I've, I've missed this franchise. Um, again, it brings me back to my youth years and like my 12, 13, 14, 15 when I was really, really um, pretty much playing games six, seven hours a day, you know, because sickle cell, I could leave my house. Um, I should have been a streamer back then. I'd be, I'd be bigger than Ninja now. Kidding. But this looks mm -hmm. exciting to me. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this. This one is in my top 10 for PlayStation 5 games upcoming. Yeah, it looks like it's coming out January 2021. So, one of their early titles uh, for next year. Yep. Um, and then they they completely changed the style of gameplay they were showing as they continued to do throughout the entire show to keep people on their toes. Um, Astrobot's Playroom. 
So this has kind of been like a staple of PlayStation for this will be its third generation now. Um, I don't think it launched on the PS3 originally, but they've always been focusing on these Astrobot dudes. Um, another Astrobot game. We had a VR Astrobot game. This looks like another kind of expansion onto that, a new title based off of the kind of the VR side of things. It's an actual game, um, action adventure kind of style platform or whatever you want to call it. Looks pretty interesting. Again, not sure I'll pick this up, but this might be something my kids would be interested in. So we'll see. Any any thoughts on it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm kind of like again happy for whoever's excited about this game. I probably won't get it um, unless otherwise coerced. And then uh, I'm, I'm going to go on to the next one. Uh, another one that I I, I don't remember. Little Devil Inside. Yeah, Little yeah, Devil I Inside. Yeah, I don't remember that one. I looked at this one. It looked like um, when I when I saw Inside, it looked it had the feel of Inside Studios, the guys that make um, uh, essentially those like creepy like voiceless games where like you're you're like one character, you're running away from things. It looked like that. It was a bit funnier. I don't know how to describe it besides talking about inside which is if you guys do you guys know the inside games yep yeah so it looked like one of those games matter of fact i thought this was just another game in that studio's repertoire um it feels like it, it looks like it um i probably won't play it but it's look interesting i'm sure people who played inside and games like that will enjoy it but on to the next one, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and then, it looks like we got our cover title for this year's <clears throat> NBA 2K20. One. Mm -hmm. Cover uh, Which so, is interesting. Yeah. I, I will say, it was funny seeing, so, obviously, uh, you see Zion Williamson pop up on there. Zion Williams? Williamson? Williamson. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, up on the screen is just like oh so it's 2k and all i can think of is like man they must have hated last year when everyone was bothering them it's like hey when you announce it 2k when you announce it 2k and so that i thought that they're just like oh we're just gonna like jump in front of it and this is how we're gonna do it but hey kudos to them i mean graphics look really cool look really sick um a friend of ours so pointedly said the only unrealistic thing about that trailer or that pre-alpha that they showed us was that he didn't get an injury when he came down from a dunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to put out, I think it's interesting that we're seeing um, two different styles of announcement for a sports title. Because Xbox did something very, very similar where they had last year's cover athlete, um, Patrick Mahomes, talk about you know Madden, and they showed history of Madden, and they showed us like a three-second clip of what Madden will look like. Whereas... 2K took that and said, okay, they didn't say it's a cover athlete, but I'm guessing since you have Zion talking about this, he's going to be our cover athlete. I they would, showed I would how, bet my last dollar it's Zion. Yeah, Zion with a Kobe higher-end one. Um, but Zion, they showed how beautiful this game is for a good 15, 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. 
showed all kinds of stuff that how the game's going to look, not as far as like actual gameplay, not, you know, a full court of players playing just Zion practicing. Um, but everything about that was stunning. Again, not a game I'm going to play, but graphically, it is absolutely amazing. Um, so much so that, did you guys see the tweet going out there that said, uh, this is what PS5's Madden game is going to look like? Huh. No. I didn't see that. It was a screen grab of an actual NFL game from, um, <laughs> who was it? I think it was the Ravens in Houston. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was behind the, the quarterback, just like we always see in Madden, but they had pulled up their targets. So you had X, circle, square, R1, um, triangle as your receiving targets. That's like funny. that, that's, yeah, that, my, I had to explain that to my wife. That's why it stands <laughs> out to me. <clears throat> she was trying to get the humor out of it. Um, so Caleb, yeah, historically, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to talk about NBA 2K. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't, don't do this to him, Greg. Don't, don't put him in this hole. Are I'm you trying to save him from himself? Uh, I'm gonna let him bring himself down. Are you gonna get NBA 2K21 this year on the PS5? I have hope, I have a dream, and I hope that in the year that we received the amazing documentary that is The Last Dance in the year that Michael Jordan finally steps up and is releasing some new shoes in the year that we are getting basketball playoffs at the Disney Palace that everyone is healthy. We might get LeBron, KD, and Kyrie back on the court at the same time, at the same damn time. I hope, I really hope the 2K does the right thing and gives us a good basketball game. But I know, I just know they're going to mess it up with microtransactions. I'm surprised they didn't charge us $4.99 to watch that trailer. I, I <laughs> It looks so good, though. So, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy it. On <laughs> there, there, there we go. Um, yeah, all I mean, that said, all that said, I will buy it on PlayStation 5. I'm not going to buy it on the PlayStation 4. I'm going to wait till it's out on the PlayStation 5, and I'll buy it then. What's interesting is the grab that I have here is NBA 2K21 will be available for PS5 this fall. Again, I think it'll release this fall on the PlayStation 4, and then if you either they're going to do like a uh, uh, if you bought it on PlayStation 4, it transfers, or they'll re-release it uh, on the PlayStation 5 in the holiday season. Well, what I hate about that is technically fall goes through in like December 20, 22nd or something like that. Yeah, the 22nd is the the official first day of winter. But we all think of fall as like September, October. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's tec- hoping. They're technically not lying. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but we'll see. I mean, again, with my privileges, I will probably receive a copy. Um I may install it and look at how pretty it is and realize I am trash at sports titles really quickly, just like I did with Madden, but I'm not playing it. Well, you know, if you don't want to play it, you could always send it this way. Yeah, well, we'll, <laughs> I'll let you know. All right. Um, the next one, th- this one was weird, and I was from the get. I, I thought it was going to be Ape Escape just because it kind of had yeah, a I little see, bit of a vibe to it. Coming, I can see it came to that this time. Uh, and then a strawberry got up and walked away with like wobble, like googly eyes, and yeah. at that point it lost me. Yeah. Um, yeah real and then it got and then it got eaten, and then it got eaten and became a hand. So the island of bug snacks. 
from the creators of Octodad. Um, Charming world world where strawberries are also bugs and you are what you eat. This like this kind of, another thing that reminds me of. Do you remember earlier this year they showed off that that weird game where like all the different emojis had eyes and were people? It was one of the state of plays they showed off. Oh, where yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, I remember. I was talking about it gave me like really more vibrant, pretty vibes of that. I'm out. Uh, not 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 for me. So. The one that like it made me like think of was like this is a this is a twisted version of one of the most popular games that I play right now, uh, Animal Planet, Animal Crossing. Like this is somebody's weird fruit dream of Animal Crossing. This is PlayStation's <laughs> attempt as to have a cutesy game, but then it got like again towards the end of the game, it just got like weird. I'm like, what is this sandwich caterpillar doing eating people? So the, the set of ribs that were crawling along the ground. Yeah, yeah, it, it got a little too creepy for me. So I think I think we're all in agreement on that one. Hard pass. Again, if you like it, let us know. I want to chat with you about it. Um, and then Shuhei Yoshida popped up. Great, popped up. I didn't get to hear anything, but I saw his face. I knew who he was. Showed off a game that we've been anticipating from Blue Point for quite some time. It's been speculated what they've been doing, and the speculations were correct. They are remastering Demon Souls and bringing it to the PS5. Okay. Skipped an entire generation. I'm glad you said that because I wasn't sure if this was like a remake or remaster or was it like, hey, this is Demon Souls spiritual successor, just called Demon Souls. I mean, it's not the first time it's happened, so so it well, is a remaster, right? Um, that's my understanding because Blue Point, that's been Blue Point's focus is that that's been their bread and butter for the last generation. Is everything they've done has primarily been, to the best of my knowledge adding putting games on ps4 they did um shadow of colossus mm -hmm. on the ps4 um and they've done some other titles but that's probably the more prominent one they've done mm. so it is just its title is just demon souls nothing else which tells me that it's just a remaster of the game which is exciting um i never played demon souls so i would be interested in playing demon souls on the playstation 5 it looks fantastic um Twitter had a mild heart attack when when this happened, mostly from the Twitch crowd. Um, apparently, this is one of the most like this was like one of the founding games of Twitch. So good for them, I guess. Yeah, this is another title I won't be getting. I have to get good at games like this, and I can't. <clears throat> what has me excited though is if this is truly a remaster of the game. Um, yeah, it's a Demon Souls, which is being remade by Bluepoint. So yeah, it's, it's a remaster. If they're starting off the generation with remasters, how many remasters are we going to get? And what can I look forward to? Yep. It's exciting. Prospect. Yeah. So the back half of this generation has been great remasters. So let's, let's hope we get the same thing from this one. Um, and then we got Deathloop. This looks interesting to me. Please explain, because I missed this one. So Deathloop essentially is kind of similar to Returnal in that um, you're this guy in this world. Um, you're a hunter of some sort. Um, and this chick is literally killing you. But when you die, you come back. Uh, so it's, again, this Deathloop of um, Colt versus Juliana. Those are their names. It's exclusive to the PlayStation 5 console. Oh, Xbox, where are your exclusives? I'm sorry. I just had to get that out of my way. Um, <laughs> 
so again, according to blogged.playstation.com, um, it's a nightmare in Black Reef. That is a that is a that is the name of a town. Um, long story short, each repeated death, each repeated day starts you back, starts the loop back over, and essentially you have to get good, kill Juliana, and then move on to the next stage where she kills you, and then you have to get good, kill her, move on to the next stage, get good, she kills you, you kill her. It looks interesting from the gameplay. Like the gameplay looks like a fast action shooter. Will the loop get tiring quick? We'll see what they do with the story. So, yeah, Matt, you got anything on this one? Nope. Okay. Again, limited vocabulary, but in the sense that if it's free, I'll, I might be intrigued enough to get it. <laughs> he's, he's not just a gamer now. He's also a cheap gamer. Yes, <laughs> hey, got to save the money somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, the last title that I have on the list, I think I've covered everything. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, but Horizon Forbidden West. Yes, sir. So we're getting Aloy back. She's yes, going to be our sir. same character. Um, this one looks to take place, obviously, based off the title and what we saw in the, in the screen captures off the west coast of America, um, primarily because we saw the Golden Gate Bridge covered in growth. Have you guys, did you guys play the first one? Yes. I, so I did not play it, but I watched my brothers play it. And so I got I got to to experience the game secondhand, um, and seeing that, it took me a minute to realize like, oh, this is this is Horizon. I was like, this, this is this is the sequel that people have been waiting for because it's been like what two three years since the first game. Uh, came out February twenty eighth, twenty seventeen. Okay, uh, so I'm super stoked for everyone that played the first game. I'm I. Feel like I need to go and play the game for myself before going out to get this one. Yeah, as soon as I heard her voice, I was like, "Okay, here we are. It's Horizon. This is the this is the big boy that we've been waiting for." Um, and, big girl. Yeah, big girl. Big girl we've been waiting for. Um, and then another character popped up that's familiar to me uh, in more ways than one that I was super excited is in this. Um, he has many names. He goes by Captain Holt. Um, mm -hmm. he's in the game and then, then there's also Commander Zavala that popped up in the game too uh, I was like there's a, this is just a bunch of great characters the voice acting and the caliber of actors that they have in this just through the roof I want to know what their acting budget was for this movie because to pull Captain Holt and Commander Zavala I'm like uh yeah the money somebody they, that play they got a they got that blank check. They just like slid it under the door, and That's they're right. just like, "Get, get who you want." <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Captain Holt. Uh, I know Andre, Andre Bauer from Brooklyn. I think, I think from what? Brooklyn Nine Nine. Ah, uh, okay, that makes sense now. Yeah, and the guy who voice acted Captain Zavala, his face, like they didn't just get his voice; they got my man's whole face in the game. I was just like, "Oh, Zavala, what are you doing here?" And uh, yeah, he also was in The Wire, which I just finished rewatching. So, yeah, I'll have to. I played part of Horizon Zero Dawn. It came out at a time for me where I just beat Zelda, um, and then I went back to play Horizon, and it wasn't. It, yeah, it, it wasn't it was Zelda. too similar. Yeah, it was too similar, but too different. So I, I, I got gotcha. you. 
I stepped away from that one. Well, gentlemen, that's all the games. Now, if this was Xbox, we'd be done. Uh-huh. Right. But it's not. So, um, what they kind of did throughout the entire showcase is between the games, it wasn't just game, 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 game. They did show off, uh, you know, people in PlayStation, um, you know, higher-ups. They showed off some of the developers themselves came out and talked. But what I really liked is throughout the entire show, you kind of got this, like spherical shaped kind of vibe where they just kept alluding to the console look and everything else going on, but not like showing it off. Um, they did that cool thing with like, they showed off the ray tracing of the co- of the console and they, they told you it was going to have that super fast SSD. They didn't tell us how big it was going to be. Um, and they used the ray tracing. It, lo- it felt like in the awesome graphics to demonstrate the capabilities of the controller itself, the haptic feedback, um, the responsive, the, the different depth of the trigger pulls that you get, and they use kind of the sand around it as a as a vibrational look to give you a feel of what that control would look like. They showed off the controller at a 360 view. Showed off the, the interesting charging port it's going to have with the headset jack. The mic that's on the bottom of the controller that we talked about before, the USB-C charging port that's on the back side of it. So you, we kind of got a better look at how this controller is shaped because of that. You're not just assuming. Um, and then they showed off this amazingly futuristic looking controller. Yeah. Um, as my daughter described it, it looks like something from 2080. Um, so it like I'm in. I was in at that point, and they were like, skirt, skirt, check this out. We also have an all-digital version. So they are coming out with two skews. So, Caleb, yeah. you win. I you were right. told you so. Where you were wrong was different capabilities short of disk drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I guess with they – obviously, they showed us, like, all the main stuff that will be within both of them. And if there are other nuances, do you think they would come out at a later date to talk about it? Or do you think they would have, like, thrown it all in at that reveal? Um, so if I remember correctly, when they announced the PS4, um, they did something very similar to this where we got top-level information. We got to see the console. Um, I, th- I want to say they gave us the price at E3 2013, but I'm not 100% certain on that. Um, and then they actually gave us a breakdown of it in, like, September um when everybody went to the PlayStation the Sony theater in New York mm-hmm. uh so it'll be interesting to see exactly what we get out of it and when we get more information but yeah that's I, I don't know when or what time frame we'll be looking at that um they also showed off accessories which is cool we're gonna get a I don't think this is gonna be bottom of the box I think this is all gonna be extra stuff. Yeah. But it all sticks to that same kind of futuristic-looking theme that they're going at with this with the console. So you had the media remote, you had the PlayStation headphones, um, you had so, the charging hey, station. Greg, real quick, so I will say, um, the more I thought about it, the more I was actually excited about the media remote because I can't tell you how many times, because especially with the way I have my stuff set up. Um, I have my PlayStation hooked to a computer monitor that doesn't have external um, speakers. And so I have to like plug in the speaker into my headphones in order to play if I just want to come into the speakers. So I love that they have this media remote now 
that would more or less control if you're like watching a movie, watching Netflix. So I, I'm actually super excited about that, and I will have to splurge for one. I know for a fact I will buy one. So I just wanted to like throw that tidbit in there. See, the meteor modes for me are weird nowadays because I have the app. So both mm. consoles currently, you can actually control with their app where you can it turns into more or less a controller and you do it all that way. Um, but I can see the appeal of a meter remote because then you don't have to worry about your phone or touching a button on your phone and stuff goes awry, which happens all the time with the app. So mm-hmm. um, They showed off the charging stand that charges two controllers, which is interesting because we didn't get one of those for quite some time in the PlayStation 4 generation. Um, same with the meter remote. We didn't get a licensed PlayStation meter remote for quite some time. Um, and they showed off the camera. The HD camera, which is cool, but to me, that of all the pieces they showed off, that one lacked ingenuity. It just looked like they took um, the PS4 camera and wrapped a white piece of bread around it. Yeah, to me, again, this is one of those ones I'm like, okay, I get it. Who exactly is that camera for? Because one thing slightly troubled me, and it was like, hey... We're bringing you the entire PlayStation family, PlayStation 5 family, and all the tools you need to fully enjoy the games. Please, for the love of crying out loud, do not make a game that is specific for that camera. Make it something that is ancillary. We've I, think the camera, I think the camera serves two purposes, primarily purposes. Um, I think it's so that you can um, – <clears throat> Use VR because they have mentioned in the past that the VR current VR system will be back will be compatible with the PS5. I don't know if it'll be at launch or what, but I think it's for that specific purpose. Um, I think it's also which is why they emphasize the HD capabilities of it. Um, I think it's also a streaming camera. Yeah. So it's it's for the people who can't afford to have you know this huge setup but can afford a sixty dollar camera in their house. Um, They can set that up and they can stream that way. So I, th- I think that's kind of what we're getting out of it. Um, I'm sure 2K will have it so you can put your face in the game, Caleb. So We're not going to. They haven't earned that right yet. <laughs> the last time they did that, I came out looking like a burnt piece of toast. Speaking of toast, <laughs> it was not great, to say the least. And you had to do that on your phone, so moving on. <laughs> I'm still hurt about that. If you can't tell, I'm still upset. <laughs> So that that was essentially the entire showcase. They didn't give us a price point. They didn't give us a release date, which means that my 10, 20, 30 still stands and is still mm-hmm. the release date up until they, they tell me otherwise. Um, what were your thoughts on the showcase? What what did you like? What didn't you like? And like, how would you rate this? Okay, uh, Caleb, do, do you mind if I go first? Because I, I feel like you have way more to say about this than I do. Uh, so Caleb and I had a chance to talk about this yesterday because um, we ended up seeing each other. And uh, the more that I'm thinking about it, because uh, going back to uh, comments pre-show, early show, um, about people saying, like, oh, like you have to remember, like, price is the factor in this or whatever. Um, I think with them coming out with the two SKUs, that completely changes the landscape of the conversation. Um, I really love how it looks. Yes, it looks like a Wi-Fi router. Actually, I'm going to show you guys this picture that I found because it is absolutely hilarious. Someone... <laughs> I, honestly, I'll just, I'll just let you see for yourself. 
You gonna show me the same picture I woke up to? Yeah, you are. Looking like Seto Kaiba. Um, but I, th- I think with the having two skews, it changes the the conversation of price. Now, what does the difference between the two versions cost? Is it going to be a fifty dollar difference, or is it going to be a hundred dollar difference? I think, and when Caleb and I are talking about it, it makes more sense. I think we might see a hundred dollar difference because at some point one of them is either going to be the same or cost less than Xbox probably. And I think that makes sense. And they, I'm okay with them not revealing that at this point in time, because now they're giving Xbox not only a chance to either step up or get out of the way. And I guess that's just all we're waiting for at this point. Yeah. And for me, I'm going to go ahead and make the assumption that the digital only version is going to be the cheaper one. I'm saying this because of the cost of manufacturing the disk drives. It's probably not that expensive, but that's why I think the digital only version will be at least $50 cheaper than the standard version. Um, That's where I come in at the 450 price point. I think the 451 is the digital. I think the 500 is the standard with the disk drive. That being said, I'm not, I, I was, at one point, I was being 100% sold on getting the digital one, but I'm a middle-of-the-road gamer. I have a ton of games digitally, but I do like buying collector's editions. Like, I'm kind of robbed of buying collector's editions if I don't have a disc drive to put the game in. Sure, it's part of my collection, but I don't actually get to play the game. It seems like kind of a waste to buy a collector's edition unless the collector's editions start coming with both a physical disc and a digital code. That hasn't happened yet. This might be a reality for um, game developers, especially first-party developers. If they know that there's two SKUs out there and some people don't have a digital code, maybe there'll be a digital-only collector's edition where you get the game digitally in a code and you still get all the collectible fun toys and stuff like that. Because that's kind of the fun part of collectors. It's not necessarily like all the cool in-game stuff. It's like, you're getting a piece of that game's history. They, and they did do some of that to an extent over the last generation. I can't remember the game specifically, but there were some games where you could buy the quote-unquote Red Dead, I think, was one of them. You could yeah. buy the collector's edition, quote-unquote, that had all the goodies in the box, but the game was separate. Oh, so okay. They, they, they could do stuff like that. It, um, it really infuriated people. Because we were still in a, a primarily physical kind of generation, and to pay that much money for just stuff didn't make sense. But I could definitely see them giving you a digital skew or and a physical skew for the collectors, and that'd be cool. Yeah, um, that's that's all I hope for. Um, I think as of right now, I'm leaning towards the digital only. Because I'm probably not going to get rid of my PlayStation 4 immediately. Um, unless there's an insane trade in value, um, which there usually is, um, from my limited work experiences at places like GameStop. Um, and the, the very, very small two and a half day stint where I applied to work at Vinistock and then decided not to accept their job offer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Got like two thirds of the way through training. I'm like, yeah, I'm just not going to work here, yo. Um, usually when new system comes out, 
they give you a, a pretty big incentive, like a hundred dollars towards a new console or something like that. Am I correct? Yeah, it's it's hard to say, but it's usually trading this console get X amount of dollars towards the new one. Um, usually do stuff like that, and they've they've done that in the past at GameStop through the first year or so um, of the console generation. So we'll see what this one stacks up with. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I don't think I want to get rid of my PS4. Um, I'd be more inclined to get rid of my Xbox to put towards the Xbox console because it is all the same thing. Um, but I don't know that I want to spend that money to get a console when I already have the ability to play all the games. Um, my thoughts on this was I hope Xbox is taking notes because PlayStation served them a lunch. They... I, I don't know if this was the original plan PlayStation had or if they learned from Xbox's misstep in May when they showed off their showcase of third-party games. Um, but they definitely did exactly what we expect from PlayStation. They showed you an array of games. They started off right from the get, and they said, we're going to let our games speak for themselves. It's all about games. Here are the games. Games, 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 games. And we got, what, an hour and ten minutes of games? Yeah just went over a huge list of games they showed us um, and, and what we say about them doesn't do them justice whatsoever. Um, <clears throat> but they, they showed off the games. They showed off the box. It's really cool to see that both companies are taking completely different approaches. Um, yeah. To, towards this, this console generation, one is going playing it safe, going with traditional box. The other one is saying, watch me do me and going with the most insane futuristic console. I think we've ever seen. Um, <clears throat> so that's pretty cool. Um, one's all black, one's multicolored, uh, primarily white. So it's, it's really interesting to see that take on it all. Um, I want to see what Xbox has for July, but at this point, I, Again, I know we're a PlayStation-heavy podcast. It's mostly what we focus on. I'm going to continue saying I'm in for the PlayStation 5. I'm yeah. going to go... I want the disc-based version. Mm -hmm. um, I was thinking about going digital because, Caleb, just like you, I have a majority of my games digitally. But then I thought about <clears throat> I want to have my Final Fantasy titles on a shelf. Yep. And I want those cases shown off. Yep. And I can't do that if I go digital. And that's the only thing that stops me from going digital. And for, and for me, it's it's same thing. Like I'm considering buying Persona Five Royale, and I'm considering spending an extra twenty bucks to get the steel case. Steel case does me no good if I just get a digital code. Like I could get the game cheaper digitally right now and spend sixty bucks, but I want to spend the eighty to get the digital, to get the physical one that comes with, you know, the nice steel case because it's a it's, I, I, for The Witcher Three. I have every collectible item for that franchise. Period. It doesn't. If, if it exists, I have it. Uh, I have the, the big statue. I've got the necklace. I've got all the Gwent cards. I've got the even the limited edition steel book that came out on Black Friday. I have that somewhere in my room. That You're doesn't welcome. exist. That yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, you you help me out with that. <laughs> I like having those things, and I, I I would I would miss that part of collecting games. If it just goes all digital, I would, I truly would miss that part. So gentlemen, I have one last question, just real quick. One out of 10, how do you rate this showcase? Nine and a half. You said nine and a half? Yeah. Matt? I'd probably, I'd probably give it a nine and a half, uh, 9.8 probably. 
Uh, I'm going to go a little lower than you guys. I'm going to go a about eight and a half, nine, only because we didn't get two very important things that I wanted, date and price. If they showed that off to me, it had been a perfect showcase. Um, but because of that, I do have to deduct a little. I understand why they did it because they're kind of playing the chicken game with Xbox. Yeah. But I want price. They, they didn't give us a date and price. I, if they would have given us a date, no price, I probably would have given it a ten. I'm not mad they didn't give us a price because Xbox didn't give us a price or a date either. So I'm like, okay. So clearly, these these two companies are they know what they're doing. This is this is part of the core. So by by when do you think we'll see a date? And a, a, end of the summer beginning of fall when do you think we'll see a date and a price exactly because it, it, it's hard to say i mean um we could get it in a few weeks just as a separate kind of boom here it is just playstation blog twitter whatever playstation just reveals it um kind of keep it low i don't think we'll see the price i think they're gonna i think both sides are holding off on the price until the last moment possible um i don't think it'll be before launch or just the day before launch but i think it'll be It'll be something that they wait quite a bit on. So hopefully we'll see it sometime next month. It's the very latest. Agreed. Agreed. And I'm excited. I'm excited for it. It's been a good podcast, guys. It's been a good it's show. Been good. We got we got news finally for the first time in a long time. So uh Matt we got to the next gen gameplay. We're gonna see that. Matt, why don't you tell them where they can follow us at? Because you're the only one that knows. As well as <laughs> where they can follow you. Hey guys, as always, this episode is of the TDM Show. Thanks for listening in again. You can find us on all social media at the TDM Show on Facebook and Twitter, at TDM Show on Instagram. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> we love hearing from you guys. So you can go to our website and there's a form where you can either drop by, say hi, you can uh, suggest topics, or if you would like to be a guest on the podcast or suggest someone to be on the podcast, you can do that at whitenosestudio.com slash show. We are available on all platforms that podcasts are available. So go ahead, rate, review us. Um, again, we love hearing from you guys and share us with your friends. You can follow me on all social media at Matt underscore Gutu. Number one fan account for Pablo Sanchez. Also, if someone's daughter wants to buy me a PS5, I will not say no. <laughs> Let me know what Shoot I have shot, to man. do. <laughs> Shoot that shot, my friend. Looks like someone else can <laughs> NBA 2K21 this year. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <man>. uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say to that other than uh, follow me on Twitter at Old Man Mookie. Uh, we talk about games, we talk about life, and uh, if you want to catch that slander, Approach me like a friendly Earthside mammal. We can talk. Um, until then, be safe and be gaming out there, gamers, gentlemen. Whoa, man. Oh, you cutting me off? No, 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 no. That's, the, oh. my, that's my sign off. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I appreciate that. Uh, you can find me at Tonksy on Twitter, T-O-N-N-K-S-Y. You can find me on both platforms, um, Xbox and PlayStation. Same thing without the Y itself. Um, but as always, guys, kind of says what Caleb said, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you guys sticking with us and not giving us too much slack, Ricky. But stay safe, stay clean, wear a mask, over your nose, have a great week. <laughs>